Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Hamish Perry. Welcome to another edition of Travcast, our series of interviews with playwrights, where we will talk about their work, the craft of playwriting, and how playwriting affects their lives. And today I'm really excited to present Kieran Hurley. Kieran is a writer, performer, and theatre maker based in Glasgow. His work is always collaborative, he's keen to point out, even when things might look like a, a solo show. Uh, he's written many plays, including uh, Allotment for the National Theatre of Scotland, St Anthony's, Go City, Edinburgh Fringe, Chalk Farm, which he co-wrote with Julia Tordovin, which is going on to the Tron and Mayfesto, the Jean-Jacques Rousseau show uh, with Aura Moore, which he co-wrote. His monologue piece, Hitch, was created in collaboration with pop band Over the Wall and was nominated for a Critics' Award for Theatre in Scotland for Best New Play in 2010 and has played throughout the UK internationally and is continuing to tour this year, 2012. As a recipient of Arches Platform 18 Award, he presented a new work, Beats, with DJ Johnny Whoop, which has been nominated for two Cats Awards, Best New Play and Best Use of Music and Sound. And I'm very excited to pronounce that it will be having run here at the Travers Theatre during the festival. It's a real pleasure to have you here. Right, it's a pleasure to be here, Hamish. <laughs> now, the first question I'd like to ask you is, in your, in your, when you were growing up, is there a moment, like what was your first encounter with, with the idea of writing? Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be with you actually writing something, but just with an experience of what that is. Of writing for the stage, or just writing. of writing of, of a story, almost. Of when oh, did you first bump into it? I used to read books like Roads as a kid. It was all over all that, you know, Lord of the Rings and all that. Do you know what I mean? Like I was, I always had my face in a book. My brothers were always dead, uh, sporty and good at football and that. And you know, I like football, but I was always, um, I was the bookish one. So the, I guess the idea of writing as a thing has always been quite present in my life in that sense. So, yeah. Yeah, like, always been a reader. And then when was the first... Can you remember the first time when you started to go from Lord of the Rings, just reading yeah. Lord of the Rings, to some scribbles or whatever? To some scribbles on a page? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I think I was always more of a doodler. Drawings and stuff when I was a proper kid. Um, but my my, uh, my school had a really, like, great drama department, actually. I went to Holyrood uh, High School um, in Edinburgh. And, uh, in fact, my drama teachers came through to see the show, Beats, that I did here uh, in, the, in, in, the, in the spring season. So that was, that was a tangent. But anyway, um, it was nice to see them. Shout out to those guys. Um, and so I got really into, um, into theatre and into plays and stuff at quite an early age, I think. I'm not sure when, I, when actually I, I started writing, started thinking about, about writing. I think it was actually much into my later teens, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't necessarily think that I really ever thought that writing was a thing that I, that, 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 that you did. You know, it was a thing that I was aware of, that I enjoyed, that I read a lot. But I think it took me, as a kid, I don't think I was really aware of it as a, as a thing that, 
that I could do, if that makes sense, do you know? Um, but then in my later teens, I guess I'm maybe scribbling down thoughts, you know, like a teenager's notebook full of like half-formed poems and stuff like that. Like, um, that's a thing that began to sort of happen, I suppose. And then a little bit of um, more formal writing, I guess, like, yeah, late teens and then when I sort of start university and whatnot. You slowly yeah. develop from there. Yeah. Um, when, with those early writings, did it always feel like it was writing for the stage or did it feel like it was just no, writing? No, no, not at all. I think, like, it, it, well, it, uh, I guess it depends what sort of time we're talking about. Like, when I was just scribbling down thoughts on, on, on notebooks, it would just be thoughts in notebooks. Um, and then... Um, and then, yeah, then more formalised writing did sort of start to come out as as plays or writing for the stage, I think, uh, in quite quite an early sense. I remember when, um, like, I did a uh, a project when I was still at school that that, that where I, where I had to write a play for my advanced higher uh, uh, drama like assessment. Um, and just sort of wrote this weird uh, rip-off of Waiting for Godot, which at the time I thought was totally original. <laughs> so, yeah, no one's ever ripped that off before. No one that I know has even heard of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the coolest kid of everyone. <laughs> How far did it go? Uh, oh, no, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was you know, it was an all right assessment. It would, uh, it's, it's, it's lost to me now. I don't know what's happened to it now. Do you know what I mean? It's not... Um, it was it was a thing I did when I was a kid rather than a thing that I actually still have or actually remember what it was even called. But um, I guess that was maybe my first formal attempt at, uh, at, at writing for the stage, at playwriting. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Well, um, having talked about that and about those playing around with doodles and the idea of that as you as a, as a younger man, or as, you, as, as a young boy, yeah. something that I've noticed, got really excited by... In, your writing in both in Beats and in in Chalk Farm yeah. that I recently saw uh, was your sense of imagery yeah. and imagery that affects almost uh, imagery from a young man's point of view. Yeah, um, you know, there's a particular thing about a drink that I'm not going to mention now for those people that are lucky enough to going to be lucky enough to see it in the festival. Yeah, that sense of of imagery is that something that you would throughout your life have always had a sense of this. That is an image. Uh, do you write with, with image related? Um, do you link images in? Per- I know some yeah. people link essential image, don't they? I think like um, I think both of those pieces that you're dis- that you've that you've mentioned there are both very descriptive by almost by necessity because there's such an emphasis on storytelling. Chalk Farms obviously co-written with with Julia Todovin, and she also has a great um, a rich sort of descriptive poetic voice. I think um, and. Uh, while Chalk Farm has moments of dialogue and has two voices in it, um, there there's quite a lot of it's driven almost like a monologue. There's two intercutting monologues and and beats and uh, earlier piece Hitch are both monologue pieces that I perform, and that sort of um, that that uh, storytelling approach, if you like. I mean that sounds ridiculous because of course other forms of plays are still storytelling, but in a, in in a, in a, a different way. That sort of emphasis on a performer stood telling you a story, sort of that, that sort of almost prose-like narrative voice, yeah. um, it lends itself, I think, well to 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 uh, to or requires even rather than lends itself well to um, some quite quite vivid quite vivid description because you're not not making the the scene through anything else other than that. Um, I don't know if that was your question. Yeah, no, it was a version of my question, yeah. but also about that idea that it felt like there were particularly strong images that 
well, for example, the strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the the Lego in short form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, sure. Which, although I completely understand that um, the description native of monologue drama, yeah, yeah. but it felt like they are so central to the story. Yeah, sure. And to the relationship with that character, it felt sure. like I'm interested. I almost wanted to sit in sit in your shoulders as a 14 year old boy yeah. and see what you saw. And did you see yeah. the world with strong images in that sure, way? Sure, sure, sure. They're think, presented think, in a way I that think it can maybe. be done in normal. It can be done in in multi character theatre like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think. Um, I think that's. I think it's possible. I think I'm maybe the hardest um, person to be able to make a call on that, just because the world through my eyes as a 14 year old was just the world through my eyes as a 14 year old. And I, I think um, that actually, though, I have to say that the the the, the strong, uh, which uh, it features in in beats, and anyone that wants to know exactly what that is, as you say, we'll have to come to the show. That is actually not a childhood memory of mine, but a childhood memory of a mates who uh, who um, my mate Matty um, Matty Bloomer, who uh, actually used that piece in a piece of writing of his own, and I had to sort of, sort of called him up and said, "Mate, I kind of want to nick your idea." <laughs> Um, and he was like, yeah, that's fine, it's yours, use it. So the strong, uh, the way it's put to use in the narrative is, is obviously mine, but it's actually, it's actually, um, it's not come from my own memories, it's come from an anecdote that I've heard right. some, from someone else. Um, uh, but the, but of course, yeah, it serves a narrative function as well, um, because of the way, it, the way it comes back later. Um, I think that, I think that those that those I'm glad you point out those sort of like strong images in in the writing. I think I think those probably are a feature. They bookend. They feel like they, they bookend sort of they bookend the centre of the of both plays, don't they? It's a it's it's a really interesting observation. I think for me it's 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 about image, but it's actually almost as much about dramaturgy. Really, it's like they both both of those images serve a sort of narrative function and a structural function, yeah. um, and uh, and uh, and a symbolic function for part for the for 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 unpacking the. Um, some of the some of the play's themes um and i think that maybe in other forms of theater you might have that with a with a literal image you know you bring a gun on stage and then that has a narrative uh, impact you know all right you know you know but um but those images in the in that kind of storytelling mode exist only in the writing really yeah. so yeah i don't think it's i think it's um i think they're just part of the dramaturgy of the play part of the story so you this is my last question on those images just because i enjoy them yeah, so yeah, much. yeah yeah no go for it uh is so for you, you came up with a, as far as the dramaturge, as you were developing the piece, you needed something there and there, and you went away and found the images rather than going, as you it, were writing, here's an image I've got, and then it fitted around it. Yeah, it was sort of like, um, it was, um, I don't really know. I guess it's not as, I guess it's not as a... As cerebral and thought out as that, it just sort of like that process of writing and editing and writing and editing, and then some stuff goes and some stuff stays, and then some stuff stays, and you realise that actually that will do serve a purpose if it comes back here, and then from that like a central image and it it sort of like emerges. You know, Um, what I don't, I definitely don't like attack it with a plan, being like I need this image to fit in here and then this thing to fit in here comes much more from the gut than that I think if that makes sense yeah which is probably why you've noticed it uh, felt like it came from the gut yeah, that's why it almost felt like it was something that you had a, yeah, a life experience yeah, with yeah 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 which is, which, is, which is probably why you've noticed uh, um, uh, a, a through line or a similarity or a point of comparison between those two works in a way that actually I hadn't until you'd mentioned it because for me it's not a it's not a thought out game plan about how to approach the writing do you know what I mean it's actually <laughs> just like it's just what it's just what's come out it's just what's yeah. there and um, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> They've got a, a career development. Right, in yeah. that play, I'm going to use that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm going to use a version that, of that. That, that does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so as because you're in, talk to me about the different way that you feel that you've written for shows that you perform in. Yeah, sure. And, and how you come to a show that you're in yeah I think sorry you no, yeah, finish question, opposed, yeah. opposed to a show that you, when you're writing for, for an actor writing for an actor yeah um, my route into making theatre to having a theatre practice has actually always been from from an early stage has always been from a sort of collaborative sort of devised model like I didn't um, I didn't set out in, in my earliest earliest emergent work to like be a playwright as such um, spent most of my time making devised work in uh big like had like a company that I had when I was still a student with like other with uh, with other peers and we made a bunch of work together without a director and a big devised uh, context where people would be chipping in with bits of writing and everyone's performing the work and it was made in this intensely collaborative model which you know some of the work was good I think and some of it was maybe less good and it was a but but it was all a hugely important um defining uh, journey in terms of my route into making theatre so for me the the idea of, of writing for myself to perform sort of feels like it's sort of comes quite 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 naturally but not in a not in a in, in a way that's um megalomaniacal or anything like that right? <laughs> in fact quite the opposite I've kind of even when I'm making something that really looks and smells like a solo show like it's always always born of a collaborative experience there's always a number of other voices at play in there that I've been at the centre of navigating do you know um, and then the writer's voice is mine but you know with making making beats for example working with Johnny um, before the 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 uh, before I even had like a, a finished script, and working with Johnny and who's soundtracking it with um, with with his like DJ set, if you like, there was this thing almost of like dramaturgy by music. Do you know where like actually How does that the, work? The, the, well, just the different tracks that he was bringing that he was bringing in for suggestions were actually moments where I was like, actually, yeah, we need to have a a moment where 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 what's happening in the story can match that. And so you know there was there's a dialogue there. It's not like I come to him with a finished script and he's and he says. And I'm like, soundtrack this, please. Like, there's actually there's a creative dialogue there that informs the actual the the, the process of writing as much as anything else. Um, but that's not, that's a deviation from your question. Um, point is, I've made my first solo show, which was a piece called Hitch, not out of any real. Uh, preconceived idea of seeing myself as some kind of monologuist but actually just because I had this group of people that I worked with we were a company called For We Are Many who doesn't exist anymore and everyone in that company either sort of like left some are in Australia now still making theatre with a company called Tin Shed um, some are in London um, or uh, they just decided that they didn't want to make theatre anymore and did, and did other things and so if I was left in Glasgow with my core group of peers sort of like dissipated and I was like well I'll make a solo show then. Do you know what I mean? It just sort of like emerged out of circumstance. Oh, you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from that, from that process of making a solo show, um, my, my my voice and my work as a writer really had to come to the foreground. And so, the whole thing of what you're asking about um, about writing for characters and how that's different. Actually, writing writing for characters, writing for other actors. That other seemingly more traditional mode of playwriting is actually a thing that, at this stage of my of my of the development of my work, is feeling more new to me than anything else. Actually, which is exciting, which is really exciting, and it does feel different, and it opens up new possibilities for what I'm able to do as a writer. But I'm not quite, I'm not quite on top of them yet. I'm still feeling that out. Do you know what I mean? I'm still, um, I'm still chewing all that over. Yeah. 
Yeah, rambling answer for a long time, but there you go, you did ask. It's thrilling every step <laughs> of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what uh, I was thinking, that, you know, there's a feeling that good writing, when it works, it sort of creates a moment on stage, a moment that exists between the audience and the piece, the actors, but it's often it's driven by the writing, and it might be through the poet, poetry of it, or it might be through just the narrative story yeah, of it. Sure. But there's something that I feel with those two particular, the three shows actually, for Hitch, Beats, and um, Chalk Farm, yeah. with you, especially when you're when you're in those shows, it almost jumps rather than just let just the writing just do it. It's almost like you've started about that. You've started with that relationship. It felt like sure, especially yeah, 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 with yeah. Hitch and yeah, yeah, the Beats, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you you bring us in, you bring the audience in, and you're very much Kieran's in the room. We're yeah, not yeah, pretending yeah. Kieran's not in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something really strange about or exciting and open about the sense of. Of sharing that we get with an audience sure absolutely which is different that's I, it's like we've jumped haven't we to have an event it's not a piece of theater it's about it's an it is but it's an it's a very different intimate experience yeah for, for me one of the one of the, th the reasons why theater is an exciting almost the reason why theater is an exciting um uh mode to work in is uh because of that sense of shared experience and because of, of people in a room together sharing a live experience and people having shown up to that to to be to be part of that um and uh, especially in Hitch and also in, and also in Beats, there is that, um, as you say, there is that that almost opens the show and and and, uh, and uh, explicit uh, recognition of that. Um, in fact, in Hitch, I even thank the audience for 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 being there. And I guess like there's, it seems to me like there's actually there's actually quite a few theatre artists, maybe quite often working in a solo mode, who 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 um, who also doing that and who I probably take my lead from really in that like obvious and in fact um often regulars at the fringe at this theater P people like e even though these are, they're, they're doing it in different ways I'm thinking of people like Chris Good um who also when he's making a solo work it has a, it open opens all often in fact he's written about it often opens um his interactions with the audience with an acknowledgement of all of them in the space and thanking them for being there you know um and you see a similar, if not quite so explicit, like "thank you for coming" thing. You you, you certainly see a similar um, relationship with with the audience at the start of the work in some of the in some stuff by by I think Dan Kitson and Tim Crouch and stuff as well. You know, like um, uh, Tim Crouch has that brilliant bit at the beginning of "My Arm" where he, where he, where he says, "and and now and now I'm going to marshal you as as an audience." Can you feel yourself being marshaled? Do you know what I mean? It's very self-aware, but there is that that um, recognition right at the top of the show that what this is about is a group of people in a room together who are about to um, who are about to engage in a in a piece of theatre. Um, I realise that I'm probably saying things about these guys' work that I'm absolutely not entitled to say and that they might well disagree with. You but, you but what I'm doing is subjective opinion. What, was what yeah, I've just done about yeah, your work. Yeah, yeah, but what, what, what I'm doing is recognising that uh, the, 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 the characteristic of my work that you've pointed out uh, in that comment that actually that I'm, 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 I feel like I'm that I'm actually taking my lead from from yeah. from from an existing practice that I think is quite quite prevalent in quite a lot of contemporary theatre. Absolutely, um, but what I think I adore about it is that is the thing that it does not just at the beginning in that moment when you when you welcome yeah, yeah. when all of those artists welcome us in, is what it creates in the middle of the show. Yeah, sure. Is that we've we've got an access, which is a really exciting thing. Yeah, sure. And the thing that um, I'd also like to talk about is the thing that you. I've really felt is that obviously have a real interest in in politics, in mm. about what's happening to the world, and, mm. and an awareness of that. 
as a as a human being and clearly in your work sure. and there's that amazing sense that's often talked about that sort of a feeling of everyone coming together mm. there's a theme especially in those three pieces mm. of work that I've mentioned before a theme of I felt this was special something was happening here a co- of collective gatherings yeah, yeah of and do you do you feel that you as a as a theatre maker mm. have a, have a, almost a role is that one of your aims and almost because what what's exciting is that on stage when you your characters or you are feeling that is obviously we as an audience feel that and there's yeah, a moment yeah, yeah. when we all look at each other or we have a little tinkle down our spine yeah, yeah, and sure. we go out thinking yes yeah, yeah. let's do something yeah 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 sure is that something that we I think the um I think it's not uh I think while again it's it's another thing where I would that would ascribe to the, to the gut and the heart over the sort of intellect in some ways in some ways but not entirely um I do think that it's not a coincidence that the the form of theater um uh for me uh mirrors and supports that that theme that you've noticed is sort of prevalent in my work though so it's the, the it's not for no reason that I want the audience to acknowledge their shared space and time together um, with me and with them uh, in the room in that moment. Because actually, yeah, thematically, what a lot of the work is is discussing is the value of sh- of finding com- uh, communal experience, of, of, of seeking and finding communal experience. And the fact that theatre is, in a strange way, an example of what that communal experience might be is absolutely not a, not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's exciting for me that you've noticed that and that you and that you and that you recognise that. That's essentially, I think, a lot of what the work's trying to do. And it gives us a yeah. We leave with that feeling, which is a phenomenal thing, isn't it? Nice We're one. empowered. Yeah, that's well, that's the good. aim of why we all do it, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. Kieran, thank you so much. No, for your thank time. you. It's been a pleasure. Really, really brilliant twenty minutes with you. Yeah, thanks and, uh, so much. Good luck to the fringe, and please, everyone, do get along to yeah, see nice beats. One. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.